0: the voice of the voiceless, the best in the world, or you may know him simply as CM Punk. Today, we will discover the man behind the moniker. This is Phil Brooks, the Evolution of a Punk. Welcome, everybody, and as you know... Phil Brooks, the evolution of a punk, here on Tap Out Talk. Let's get right in. I want to give you guys the history of everything known as CM Punk. Mm -hmm. Philip Jack Brooks, born October 26, 1978, better known by the ring name, as CM Punk, is an American actor, a mixed martial artist, a commentator, a retired mixed martial artist, and a retired professional wrestler, but he's best known for his time in the WWE where his 434 day reign as WWE Champion stands as the 6th longest in title history. Brooks began his professional wrestling career in 1999 on the independent circuit, primarily in Ring of Honor, winning the Ring of Honor Championship once. He signed with the World Wrestling Entertainment in 2005 and won the WWE Championship twice, the World Heavyweight Championship three times, the Intercontinental Championship and the ECW World Heavyweight Championship once each. Brooks also won the World Tag Team Championship, becoming the WWE's 19th Triple Crown Champion. He is the fastest wrestler to ever achieve this feat in just 203 days. He is the only back-to-back Money in the Bank winner. He has headlined several WWE pay-per-view events. He's won Superstar of the Year at the 2011 Slammy Awards. He was voted Wrestler of the Year in 2011 and 2012 by the readers of Pro Wrestling Illustrated. And after becoming disillusioned with the WWE, Brooks retired from professional wrestling in 2014. We're going to go ahead and we're going to take you in to the beginning of the journey and the evolution of a punk. And it all starts with Ring of Honor. We're going to get right in with the Ring of Honor where CM Punk became a one-time world champion in the early years of his professional career. Punk started climbing the ranks of Ring of Honor, including coming in at the second anniversary show during the tournaments to crown the first Ring of Honor Pure Champion, losing to the not-so-phenomenal AJ Styles in the finals and winning the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships twice with his best friend Colt Cabana as the second City Saints Tag Team. Punk and Cabana defeated the Briscoe brothers to win the championships both times. Circa 2003, Punk was hired as the first head trainer in the Ring of Honor Wrestling School, having previously been a trainer for Steel Domain and Primetime Wrestling. But while this was just the early years and the beginning of Punk getting into the industry, as a young boy from Chicago, he was yet to meet his first real rival, and that is one that he would definitely flock to. And that would be none other than Raven. Raven became Punk's first major rival in Ring of Honor. Punk's matches with Colt Cabana would lead him to being hired by Ring of Honor. But initially, Punk joined Ring of Honor as a face, but quickly turned heel in a feud with Raven that featured numerous variants of no disqualifying matches. Their rivalry was rooted in Punk's straight-edge lifestyle, with him... Likening Raven to his alcoholic father, it lasted most of 2003, and was considered one of Ring of Honor's top feuds of the year. Their rivalry was settled at the conclusion in November 2003, where Punk defeated Raven in a steel cage match. But that was not be his greatest rival to date in Ring of Honor, because in the world. Of 2004 Ring of Honor, Punk met another man, none other than the Samoan submission machine, Samoa Joe. Punk faced off against Ring of Honor World Champion then, Samoa Joe, for the championship in a three-match series. June 12th, at the World Title Classic, the first match resulted in a 60-minute time limit draw, when neither Punk nor Joe could pin or cause the other to submit in the 60 minutes. On October 16th, Joe vs. Punk 2, they wrestled to a second 60-minute draw, with neither man winning. In addition to Joe vs. Punk 2 becoming Ring of Honor's best-selling DVD of all time, the match received a 5-star rating by the famed wrestling journalist Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. It was the first match in North America to receive a five-star rating in seven years. The last one was the Hell in a Cell match between Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker at Bad Blood in In Your House 1997. Joe ended the series by defeating Punk in a third and final match on December 4th at All-Star Extravaganza 2, in which there was no time limit or any stipulation. From there, Punk, not knowing much to do with his career at this point, moved on to what we would like to call the road to farewell in the summer of Punk. After a tryout match on May 9th of 2005, which aired on May 15th in the WWE Sunday Night Heat pre-show, where he lost to Val Venus, Punk accepted a deal offered by the World Wrestling Entertainment in June. And though he had accepted the deal, Punk Defeated Austin Aries to win the Ring of Honor Championship for the first and only time on June 18th at Death Before Dishonor 3. Immediately after the match, Punk proceeded to become a villain and started a storyline where he was threatened to bring the Ring of Honor World Championship to the WWE with him. For weeks, Punk teased the Ring of Honor locker room and the Ring of Honor fans as well as mocking the championship he possessed going so far as to sign his WWE contract on it. And during the storyline referred to as the Summer of Punk in Ring of Honor, Mick Foley made multiple attempts in Ring of Honor, uh, convincing Punk to do the right thing and defend the title on his way out. On August 12th, Punk lost the Ring of Honor World Championship to James Gibson in a four-corner elimination match, which also involved Samoa Joe and the Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels. Punk's final schedule... And Ring of Honor took place at Punk, the final chapter, on August 13th against longtime friend Colt Cabana in a two-out-of-three falls match in which he did lose. But that would not be the end. That was only the beginning for Phil Brooks' illustrious career. As we move on to the land of the WWE... Upon arriving in the WWE, Punk first had to show that he was not just another indie guy, and he could be something on the mainstream. So at this time, the WWE had its re-debut of ECW, the revival of that in the new years of ECW and the new blood. On June 24th of 2006, Punk made his ECW debut during a house show at a former ECW arena, defeating Stevie Richards. He made his television debut on July 4th on ECW on the Sci Fi Network, cutting a brief pre taped promo about his straight edge lifestyle, emphasizing the disciplinary aspects of being drug and alcohol free. Although he had retained the straight edge gimmick, he now had a Muay Thai training background, and Punk made his television debut on August 1st at the Hammerstein Ballroom, defeating Just Incredible. Punk established himself in ECW by going undefeated, defeating opponents such as CW Anderson, Stevie Richards, and Shannon Moore. On January 9th of 2007, an episode of ECW, Punk had his first loss in ECW against Hardcore Holly ending his six-month unbeaten singles streak in competition. He also participated at the Money in the Bank ladder match at WrestleMania 23, the WWE's biggest pay-per-view, but lost the match. On April 10th episode of ECW, Punk was involved in the feud between the New Breed and a group of young wrestlers and the ECW originals. The group of veteran wrestlers uh, were from the original ECW. Punk joined the New Breed after several weeks, in which the New Breed and the ECW Originals had attempted to recruit him. However, two weeks later, he betrayed the New Breed during a four-on-four tag match between the New Breed and the ECW Originals by kicking the New Breed leader, Elijah Burke, in the back of the head, costing them the match, after which Punk proceeded to deliver his patented finisher, the GTS, the Go to Sleep. On May 20th, at Judgment Day, Punk defeated Elijah Burke in his first single match on a pay-per-view event. Punk then went on to do One Night Stand on June 3rd, teamed up with Tommy Dreamer and the Sandman in a tables match to defeat the new breed and to end the storyline once and for all. The ECW Championship, Punk did get to claim. On September 4th, ECW's Punk defeated John Morrison in a last chance title match to win the ECW Championship. In the following months, Punk went on to have successful title defenses around the likes of Elijah Burke at Unforgiven. Big Daddy V. Viscera via disqualification at No Mercy, and none other than The Miz at Cyber Sunday. On November 6th, on ECW, Punk retained the ECW championship in a match against John Morrison following The Miz's interference. On November 18th, at Survivor Series, Punk retained the title in a triple threat match against Miz and Morrison. And on January 22nd, 2008, on ECW, Punk lost his ECW championship to none other than Chavo Guerrero in a no-disqualifying match after Edge performed a spear on him, ending his 143-day streak. But that was just the next step in this evolution as Punk decided to go heal and bring on a straight-edge society. And this is where we had healing concerns from his loss his character took a more sinister direction. On November 27th, episodes of SmackDown, when Punk revealed he had converted Luke Gallows, who had previously been portrayed as a mentally incompetent wrestler Festus to the straight edge lifestyle which had rid him of his mental troubles. Through January 2010, Punk began to convert planted members of the audience into the straight edge lifestyle, making them take a pledge of allegiance to him And shaving their heads as a sign of renewal and devotion. After converting many people who were never seen again, he converted Serena Deeb and began accompanying Punk and Gallows to form the Straight Edge Society. This was a heel stable on SmackDown, and as well as leading this alliance, Punk was also the mentor of NXT rookie Darren Young, who flirted with the idea of becoming Straight Edge before refusing just before his head was about to be shaved. Punk also gave sermons, including enduring the annual Royal Rumble, which occurred in January 2010, as well as during the Elimination Chamber match in February 2010 at both pay-per-view events. But then we moved on to one of the most talked about situations where Punk dropped a simple bomb, and that was none other than a pipe bomb promo Growing kind of um, frustrated in his role and in his career, Punk has learned that he had to get better, and he wanted to get into that main event stream, and he wanted to become WWE champion, something he's done ever since he trained for. In this illustrious pipe bomb promo, he cut what was a real work shoot in the industry, and to quote, he said to a broken John Cena in the mic, I've grabbed so many of Vincent K. McMahon's ring, brass rings that it's finally dawned on me that it's just that. They're completely imaginary. That's that on- the only thing that's real to me. And the fact that day in and day out for almost six years, I've proved it to everybody in that world that I am the best on the microphone in that ring and even on commentary and nobody can touch me. Before he could go on to talk about Vince McMahon and share an embarrassing story about McMahon, his microphone was cut off um, because it was getting a little too bit real. But that still did not stop Punk from going on and achieving his goal of being WWE Champion. In which we get the Summer of Cena. In June 11th, after pinning WWE Champion John Cena on Raw, Rey Mysterio at Capital Punishment... And finally, Alberto Del Rio, in a number one contender match which also included Mysterio, all within the same week, Punk revealed that his contract was set to expire on July 17th at the Money in the Bank and vowed to leave the company with the WWE Championship. After making a scathing yet highly acclaimed on air speech regarding the way the WWE was run, which was the Pipe Brom promo, and its owner Vince McMahon, Punk was given a storyline suspension from televised WWE events. Punk would then be reinstated on Cena's insistence. Upon his return, Punk would cease to appear with the remaining members of the Nexus and the group that quietly dissolved in the next month, turning Punk face. At Money in the Bank, Punk defeated Cena to become the WWE Championship on his final night under contract with the WWE. The match received another five-star rating from Dave Meltzer marking Punk's second performance to attain that rating in his career. On October 31st, episode of Raw, Punk strong-armed his way into the match with Del Rio at Survivor Series, regaining the WWE Championship at the event on November 20th. Punk went on to defend the title through the end of the year, retaining in a rematch with Del Rio on November 28th episode of Raw, and against both Del Rio and The Miz in a triple threat match at TLC December 18th tables, ladders, and chairs match. On December 26th episode of Raw, Punk was defeated by Dolph Ziggler in a gauntlet match. As a result, Ziggler became the number one contender to w- the WWE Championship. He had been successful, but Punk would have earned the right to face Slaughter in a match. The following week on Raw, Punk defeated by Ziggler by a countout after John Laurinaitis interfered, retaining the championship as a result. Intermeddling from Laurinaitis has caused Punk to lose to Ziggler throughout January, which ultimately led to Punk attacking Laurinaitis and the retaliation. At the Royal Rumble in 2012, Punk successfully defended his title against Dolph Ziggler, despite Laurinaitis acting out and enforcing. The championship years continued as... July 23rd at Raw 1000 Punk defended the title against Money in the Bank winner John Cena and lost by disqualification after interference from The Big Show when the night's special guest The Rock had interrupted Punk earlier to announce that he would wrestle for the WWE Championship at the Royal Rumble in 2013 intervened to save John Cena from Big Show's assault Punk attacked The Rock turning heel in the process Punk justified his actions by following weeks on Raw, explaining that he was tired of people like Cena and The Rock overshadowing him when the WWE Championship should be the focus of any company, asserting himself further after disrupting a number one contenders match between Cena and The Big Show. As a result, both men were entered into the title match with Cena at SummerSlam on August 19th, where he successfully retained his title by pinning The Big Show. After both Punk and Cena submitted... The Big Show at the same time on Raw, manager, uh, Raw General Manager AJ Lee restarted the match. And in the following weeks on Raw, Punk demanded respect from people like AJ Lee, Jerry Lawler, and Bret Hart, and eventually aligned with Paul Heyman, who is the guy who originally helped him in the industry, in his feud with John Cena. On September 16th at Night of Champions, Punk retained the WWE Championship after he fought Cena to a draw. Punk continued to feud... With Cena, despite the latter's arms injury and rejecting the request of Mick Foley and Jim Ross to pick him as his Hell in a Cell opponent and leading to a brawl with WWE Chairman Vince McMahon, Cena was eventually pulled from the title match and replaced by Ryback, whom Punk would defeat in a Hell in a Cell match on October 28th at Hell in a Cell. He would help with the referee Brad Maddox retain the title, also ending Ryback's 38 match undefeated streak. The very next night on Raw, a furious McFoley confronted Punk, refusing to pick John Cena as his Hell in a Cell opponent, leading the two to agree to meet at Survivor Series in a match with P- of Punk's choosing, Alberto Del Rio, Cody Rhodes, Damian Sandow, and The Miz for his team. However, Punk was replaced as captain by Dolph Ziggler the following week on Raw and was instead booked into a triple threat match against John Cena and Ryback by Vince McMahon. At Survivor Series on November 18th, Punk won the match by pinning Cena, following interference from the debuting faction called The Shield, which was Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, and Seth Rollins, allowing him to retain the WWE Championship. Holding the championship for a full year, on December 4th, Punk underwent surgery to repair a torn meniscus, removing him from his title match against Ryback on December 16th at that year's TLC Tables, Ladders, and Chairs pay-per-view. Despite his injury, Punk became the longest reigning WWE champion in the past 25 years on December 5th. He hit 381 days, the longest era championship um, holding in the modern era, surpassing John Cena at 380 days. Punk returned to in-ring action on January 17th 2013 episode of Raw, retraining the WWE Championship against Ryback in a TLC match, following interference again from The Shield. This then led into a rocky ending for Punk's championship run in the WWE, in which it was The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, coming back to reclaim the WWE throne from Punk at the Royal Rumble, in which he did succeed. They had a follow-up rematch at the Elimination Chamber where there was a stipulation that if The Rock gets counted out or disqualified, CM Punk would win the WWE Championship back. But it was to no avail. And it would be a long time before Punk would be involved in this picture again. And he had, with WrestleMania lumen and coming around soon, he had to think of what kind of grave challenge he could face. And that challenge came in the form of The Undertaker and ending the streak in March 2013 Punk set his sights on ending The Undertaker's undefeated Wrestlemania streak in the efforts to take something away from the fans as he believed they had taken his WWE championship away from him he defeated The Big Show Randy Orton and Sheamus in a fatal four-way match on March 4th episode of Raw to officially earn the right to face The Undertaker After the real-life death of Paul Bear, The Undertaker's former manager, the next day, a storyline involving Punk regularly spiting The Undertaker through displays and disrespect towards Bear's death began, including Punk stealing Bear's trademark urn, all the way up into WrestleMania. At April 7th, WrestleMania 29, Punk wanted to eliminate and defeat The Streak. But Punk was defeated by The Undertaker, who took back the urn to honor Paul's memory. And then Punk would go through the summer along with Paul Heyman with no real direction. Tensions would grow between his manager and him. But there was also another client that Paul Heyman represented, and that was the one, the only, the beast, the next best thing. Brock Lesnar dissension would start in the ranks and Paul Heyman had no way to control Brock or Punk which would lead into a split between the two and then SummerSlam that year it would be billed as a greatest match the best versus the beast and Paul Heyman would eventually side with Brock Lesnar leaving CM Punk to go Punk would have a heck of a battle getting the upper hand on Brock Lesnar The WWE had some final days for Punk. Punk moved on after that to a feud with the Wyatt family. Bray Wyatt, Eric Rowan, and Luke Harper at the time and formed an alliance with his longtime friend and companion Daniel Bryan with the duo defeating Harper and Rowan in a tag team match on November 24th at Survivor Series. The next night on Raw, Punk was attacked by The Shield while attempting to save Bryan from being taken hostage by the Wyatt family. Punk then insinuated that the Authority, a villainous group who controlled the WWE led by Triple H and Stephanie McMahon, ordered the attack, which resulted in the director of operations, Kane, booking Punk in a three-on-one handicap match against the Shield at TLC. Tables, ladders, and chairs came on December 15th, and Punk won the match after Reigns accidentally performed a spear on Ambrose, and after further altercations between Punk and Kane, Kane made Punk the first entrant in the annual Royal Rumble match on January 26, 2014. At the Royal Rumble near the end of the match, Kane, who was already eliminated earlier in the match by Punk, eliminated Punk from the outside and proceeded to perform a chokeslam on him through the announcer table. As motions turned and injuries built up, Punk decided that it was probably best for him to walk away from the WWE as he was no longer happy with his position. Um, He felt, and stories and times will tell, that he felt that he should have been in the main event of WrestleMania along with Daniel Bryan. But as we know, that just wasn't the case of what happened that year. So Punk, they wanted him to actually wrestle Triple H. Punk not liking that idea and feeling that it wasn't truly a spot that he earned. um, He felt it was more of a downgrade. So Punk decided to go home, walk away, and quit the WWE. The war between the two got brutal. Brooks married fellow wrestler April Mendez, better known as A.J. Lee, on June thirteenth, 2014. Um, he is an atheist, and he has been outspoken in his support for LGBT rights and same-sex marriage. Like his wrestling persona, he follows a straight-edge lifestyle, and he is an avid fan of the Chicago Blackhawks and Chicago Cubs. In his spare time, he reads and collects comic books. He once worked for a shop that was named All-American Comics and cites Preacher is his favorite comic of all time. On an episode of Colt Cabana's Art of Wrestling podcast released in November 2014, Punk broke his silence finally regarding his exit from the WWE. He gave details in his interview. Punk said that he was suspended for two months after walking out on the company in January, and that after the suspension ended, nobody from WWE contacted him. Punk was also told that when he was ready to reach out, that um, he asked them about his unpaid royalties, he was given a runaround by the company until he was handed his termination papers and was fired on his wedding day, on June in June of 2014. The manner of the firing was the last straw for Punk, stating that he would never return to the WWE, and stated that the following legal settlement with WWE, there would be no further working relationship between the two parties. The settlement included punk given WWE permission to sell his remaining merchandise. Then there was the lawsuit in February of 2015, WWE doctor Christopher Amon filed a defamation lawsuit against Phil Brooks and Scott Colton over Brooks's allegations of medical malpractice on an episode of Colton's podcast, which was talked about above. Um, Amon was seeking roughly $4 million in compensation and an undeclosed amount in punitive damages. The WWE issued a statement and video in support of Amon. The case went to trial in 2018, where the jury ruled in favor of Phil Brooks, CM Punk, and Colt Cabana. (Colton). In August 2018, Colton filed a lawsuit against Phil Brooks, his friend, one-time friend, alleging breach of contract and fraud due to Brooks' alleged agreement, and later refusal to pay Colton's legal fees for the Amon suit. Colton sought $200,000 in damages and an additional $1 million in punitive damages. Brooks filed a counterclaim against Colton in June 2019 for $600,000 and additional fees. Both lawsuits were settled and dismissed in September 2019, according to Pro Wrestling Insider. The settlement involved no financial compensation for either party. Not much is known about Phil Brooks and his life after wrestling for a little while. Um, he spent some time working um, in various Marvel comics, and he also spent some time with his newly wed wife, A.J. Mendez, or A.J. Lee, and they enjoyed each other's company and had a few years to just kind of enjoy themselves. But then the calling for competition occurred one more time in Punk, and his spirit wanted him back in the fighting mode, but not wanting to go back to the WWE He decided to go fight in the Ultimate Fighting Arena. So he would join the UFC era, where he would have an 0-2 record. In January 2015, Punk began training under Duke Ralfus of Ralfus MMA Academy. In June 2015, Punk moved to Milwaukee to be closer to the gym to train and kept his home in Chicago. Later, it was announced that Punk would compete in the welterweight division, in October 2015, Routless announced that Punk had suffered a shoulder injury delay in his debut until the next calendar year. But that year would come, and he would have two matches. On February 16th, 2016, it was announced that Punk would face Mickey Gall in his first mixed martial arts match on at UFC 225 on June 9th. 2018 in his hometown of chicago he would have his second match against jackson okay after both bouts and two failed attempts in the ufc president dana white said that punk would probably not fight in the ufc ever again after retiring from professional wrestling brooks pursued a career in mixed martial arts and of course he signed with the ufc The welterweight, he had his first professional fight at UFC 203 in 2016, losing via submission to Mickey Gall. It was not pretty. He lost his second fight to Mike Jackson via unanimous decision at UFC 225 in 2018 and was recently then released. Brooks then began appearing as a commentator on Cage Fury Fighting Championships, trying to stay close to the action in the ring. And as an analyst on WWE Backstage, Fox's new show. But he was working for Fox, not the WWE, per his contract. Then, the urge was kicking in. After some time off to heal his wounds from UFC, the urge was kicking in to get back into the ring again. Secret wrestling matches were reported through multiple sources. And then these pictures were also shown of Punk showing up in Chicago at an indie promotion. On April 19th, 2019, Punk appeared in a mask disguised at an event held by an independent promotion, MKE Wrestling, where he helped Ace Steel win a championship match by attacking his opponent with the none other than the GTS, the Go to Sleep. While it was implied to be Punk, by promotion owner Silas Young, nothing was actually confirmed that it was indeed the famous CM Punk. And then we get after multiple appearances on Fox Sports 1, he subsequently joined the program as an analyst. Punk accepted a job because he would be under contract with Fox, as mentioned, except for WWE directly. And the idea of an in-ring turn Seemed to be imminent, but no way to confirm that would happen. However, the production of WWE Backstage was halted short due to COVID-19 pandemic. And Fox eventually suspended the show and got rid of it in June of 2020. But that would not be all for CM Punk. Because the future, as we know now, is elite. CM Punk, another wrestling promotion who has been rising up in the last 3 years and is now in the main stream of wrestling fans hearts. Owner Tony Khan has created All Elite Wrestling in which CM Punk in the summer, the end of summer of 2021 has announced that he is All Elite and the next revolution is coming. We've had a, so far his debut he made his debut match at All Out 2021 against a young and and up-and-coming star, Darby Allin, who is being managed by none other than the Hall of Famer Sting. And the two had an amazing match. Some people wondered, does Punk still have it after seven years? Can he still go in the ring? And each week he's fighting on AEW Dynamite, improving his very worth as he goes further and further, with someday hoping that he'll get that dream match against Daniel Bryan in All Elite Wrestling. Well, guys, that's the end here. We have talked about the best in the world. The next revolution coming. He makes them tap. He puts them to sleep. This has been Tap Out Talk. And this has been Phil Brooks, the making of a punk. It's For now, it's clobbering time. Guys, thanks for watching, this has been a great special event, like, share, help this video get out, and I appreciate each and every one of you, and it's not goodbye, just like CM Punk, it's not goodbye, but it's just game over.